Our first trip with children was when they were four months old. Thank you so much for tuning into the Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco, and today we're going to be talking about traveling with children and grandchildren. So tons of benefits here. Obviously, it's fun. We'll give you some tips on how to do it and a little bit of reasons why. Matt's with us, and he's going to do the questioning as an onlooker, trying to figure out the best ways to do this. I have some experience here and hopefully can lend some of that to you and all the listeners. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Tommy? I'm excited to talk about this topic because traveling, uh, most of the time when we were younger, of course, we were doing a lot of baseball games and that stuff, but did you guys travel much when you were when you were young? I had kind of the annual trip to see family. It was about a seven-hour jaunt every summer, and the destination was always the same, and the things we did were very similar. So it was good in that way, but it wasn't you know, exotic. We didn't do a lot of unique, fun travel that seems to be the trend these days. Yeah, we didn't either. I think it's the sign of the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did at least have air conditioning <laughs> as... You know, you used to hear the stories of how they're riding in hot cars and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, same here. We didn't wear our seatbelts, though. We didn't have to do that. Probably should have. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And those trips were fun, you know. Just, uh, like you said, it's kind of a sign of the times. There's this focus on experience, and then obviously the world has gotten smaller and travel has gotten more affordable in a lot of ways, more accessible, too. So, new world. For sure. I want to kick it to you first, and I know we had... What kind of sparked this idea was we saw an article about how traveling with your grandkids is beneficial. Maybe it's your kids or grandkids, but I thought it was an interesting article to share anyway. Why don't you kind of outline it a little bit? Yeah, will do. And we thought about that in context of our audience. You know, this podcast obviously is designed for our clients, and we have clients that are grandparents, and we have clients that are parents of small children and everybody in between. And so this is not specific to a younger family like I have. It also applies across the generations. And interestingly, there was some science that took its time to circle around, and it's been confirmed that when older adults spend time with youth, it cultivates a sense of purpose, and it has benefits for both the older generation and the younger generation. So some really cool stuff here. Like you mentioned, I'll just hit the highlights. But for the adults, the grandparents, it allows them to get a different perspective through younger eyes. There's a lot of joy in that. It helps them mentor and pay attention and give positive attention to the children and gives them opportunities to learn about new trends and new technology, which is you know, one of these things we see generational differences in. And when the grandparent offers this kind of attention to the child and travels with them, and it's an expression of love and support to them, it creates a sense of security and some bonds that help them develop at any age as they're still developing. And there's, there are other reasons here too, but it's a pretty cool study. It affects how kids view the elderly in general. And so the study was around these 1,500 kids and how when the grandparents were involved and there was travel, then the well-being of the child was boosted. They had less emotional or behavioral problems, and it really boosted the joy and life and so on of the grandparents. Well, and one thing I can tell you too, Tommy, is I actually went on a trip uh, with my parents and grandparents when I was about 15 mm-hmm. and can confirm sort of the connection. We're going to get a, a slightly lewd here, but 
Uh, I decided at 15 to uh, moon my grandfather, mm. and which he has never, of course, forgotten. He's 87 now, and <laughs> every birthday card I get, and it's handwritten by him. You know, I usually get one from Grandma, but uh, I always get one from him, and it's a card that has the little character or whatever always mooning me. So that has carried on for... Mm what is that, like 17 years or 18 years or something? So yeah. it's, it's a fun connection we have, and we always laugh about it. That's awesome. Uh, so can definitely confirm, you know, that study. Yeah. And travel for everybody, really, kids, adults, and everybody in between, provides an opportunity to just kind of leave behind the routine, the day-to-day schedule, get out and adventure, create memories. And, and we've talked about that before, like what you just mentioned, too. It's something that will stick around forever, and that's really – a uh, assembling of memories is really all we have when when it's all said and done so really important and I'll kind of throw this one out there too before we get into some specific questions it doesn't have to be just send the kids off with the grandparents it can be the whole family right you should try that too Mm -hmm. it gives an extra set of hands for the grandparents and for the parents it gives uh, maybe a date night you can score yeah and don't forget the uh, aunts and uncles I've, I've done one of those as well when I was much much younger same story there is they can help up pick up the slack maybe a little bit and it makes the vacation a little more fun so jumping into it tommy let's talk about the process or i should say your process into getting the kids ready and um, you can talk about it now or if it was a little bit harder uh, when they were younger kind of get into that what what the process is and and how you can be efficient (laughs) when helping the kids pack and getting them ready for the trip Yeah, so for everybody that doesn't know, my children, I have twins, and they are nine. Our first trip with children was when they were four months old. So, yeah, we kind of got going soon after they were here and really have never stopped. That's one of our primary things. You know, we talk about family occupation, recreation, and we connect kind of all three of those and have really prioritized travel and creating these kinds of memories sometimes on a budget and sometimes short trips, sometimes long trips. So give you a good bit of insight here. And it has changed dramatically. So early on, obviously, we were traveling with a lot of stuff, you know, pack and plays, diaper bags, formula, bottles, all of that adds a much different element versus now we're taking just a few outfits and they're even helping, even helping pack their own stuff and push their own suitcases and that kind of thing. So the process really is dependent upon the stage and age of the kids. But one key, no matter what, is to start packing as early as possible. And we kind of lay everything out. Shelly's very instrumental in this, but, you know, stuff for each day, two and three outfits. And we've talked about checklists a little bit before. We work off of a checklist so that we can make sure we've gotten everything. But it's important if you're going somewhere that you're not going to be in a, you know, totally in a remote area or things are going to be outrageously high, you know, things like traveling with Tylenol or Benadryl or even diapers, uh, you know, a week supply of diapers or something like that is not always necessary. You can pick that stuff up. Some of it you may not even need, right? You may not need Tylenol, mm-hmm. but you're always considering that because, you know, as soon as you get on a trip, somebody's going to have a fever or get sick or something unusual is possibly going to happen. But you don't have to travel with all that. You can purchase it where you're going. And, you know, early on we made a mistake of trying to prepare and carry everything. And it just made for full cars and heavy bags. 
Well, my wife would agree with that, Tommy. She is a what I would call a serial planner, mm. and that's what she does for a living. So we've we've got a vacation coming up, actually, and it's three weeks away. So in about a week, she'll start packing and probably be packed by the end of that week. So she'll be a whole week ahead, and then I'll realize what I need to carry in my bags that she can't carry. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where that one goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the... So the first tip then is to pack as soon as possible um, things that you don't need, such as diapers, as long as you're going somewhere with CVS, Walmart, those kind of places, as mm-hmm. long as you're not going to a remote island destination or deep in the woods type deal. You can pick those up as needed or on the way, save you in weight if you're flying, and even if you're driving, really, a little less, little less weight on the bags. So yeah. now that we're all packed up and ready to go, Let's talk about some tips. So I first want to make two distinctions here. Number one, we've got driving destinations, and the other one, we've got flying. So we've got a lot of downtime in the cars. So Mm -hmm. what are you doing to keep the kids busy on a car trip? And then we'll kind of jump to the plane and the process there. Yeah, they are different. We try to keep them occupied in various ways. Depends on what they like. You know, it can be reading, activity books, license plate games. We've done all these and usually a combination of them. Um, There are obviously devices, phones, YouTube, iPads, all that stuff that can be used at certain ages for them Mm -hmm. to interact with or even for them to watch movies or TV on. It could be valuable in the car. On the plane, obviously, it's a little harder. Uh, Depending on the flight, you may have TV screens available, movie screens available to you. And you've got to have headphones for that or for your own or you won't be able to hear it. So just something to keep them interested but not miss out on what's going on. And that's definitely for the car ride. You know, you don't want them looking down at a book or a device while you're you're driving through a national park. You know, you're just kind of using these things to buy time between destinations. And we did a lot of napping in the car. Not me, of course as the driver but making the kids you know really kind of unplug and take a little nap and sometimes that was very uh difficult but it has become very natural so they know like hey we just did something really exciting and we're tired and we're going to be doing something really exciting later so we want to rest and they'll kind of voluntarily do it now or at a at a prompting they'll just take a little siesta that's very helpful well, and, and one thing that cars have started to have built in, I, I only know this because my brother has three kids and they've got, uh, I think it's a minivan, but in the headrest, they actually put games in the headrest now like they do with planes, mm. which I thought was very surprising. So if you're renting a car, you might see if they have something that has the, like the entertainment features for the backseat passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, moving through here, you talked about the planes and, and keeping them occupied on the plane. I want to talk any process in getting through, helping the kids get through security. Uh, if you're flying somewhere, what's mm-hmm. what's the process there? Yeah. So we've talked about TSA PreCheck before. If you have that, it does roll down to your children under a certain age. But we noticed when we had much younger children that they would divert us that way anyway because we had the strollers and we had, mm-hmm. you know, the extra bags. And, you know, they know it's a, a family and it's going to be a little bit of a cumbersome process to get through. So that was our experience a lot of times in small and large airports. If you are getting into traveling with children my kid's age, 
you know, late single digits or the, the pre-teens or even teens, then TSA PreCheck would help you get through that a little faster. Um, if you're traveling with children that are going to need a car seat, when you get there, you're renting a car, you're going to need a car seat, or you can rent one from the rental car company. Sometimes they even provide them at a no cost. But what we found was we could travel, we found these bags that you could travel with the car seat and they don't charge you mm-hmm. to check those bags. And there was actually a lot of extra room in those to put stuff that we would need in the future, like diapers or blanket. And they zipped up and rolled and, you know, they're basically getting unpacked before you load the vehicle. So you're taking the car seat out and kind of collapsing this bag and it stores pretty easily in the trunk. So we even loaned it to a friend once when they traveled and it was kind of an accidental tip that we stumbled upon. I really like that. And I'm, in fact, I kind of see those. I don't, I try to check as little as I, as possible, especially on business. I think we talked about that in another podcast, mm-hmm. but that is interesting that they allow those to go through free, which is great. And I like your idea of sneaking a little extra within there. So that's a great tip. Moving through the next category, you know, if I'm hungry, Tommy, I'm usually kind of cranky. What are you doing for snacks, keeping people hydrated, nourished, all that good stuff so we're not getting getting too cranky? Mm -hmm. That's a great one. I think we all can relate. We've done it differently. We've traveled with snacks. You know, the younger they are, the less patient they can be, right? Now it's a lot easier just to build in stopping for a snack or detouring to purchase a snack. You know, your eating schedule tends to get off when you travel. You're eating later or earlier or more frequently or less frequently, just depending on what you're involved in, what your schedule looks like. The thing I would say that has been the most beneficial for us has been to not try to plan that before we leave, but to kind of plan those days out after we arrive and make a grocery run for the trip into the park or look around at potential spots to eat, snack options, you know, gas stations, uh, reservations at restaurants at certain times earlier or later in the day to make sure we had something to do. We didn't have to wait somewhere for an hour just to eat if we could make a reservation ahead of time. So a lot of that we would do, you know, after we arrived. Some of it you could do before, but it just adds to the planning process, which is already pretty intense. All right. Well, we're getting a little long here. I'm just going to summarize kind of the high points and then I'll let you close it up, Tommy. So if you're traveling with kids from, you know, zero to nine, first thing you want to do is pack two weeks ahead. Next thing you want to do is if you can get the TSA pre-check going so you can skip the line at the airport. Uh, in some cases, they'll let you go through just seeing the kids there. If you're going to be renting a car when you get there, definitely reserve a car seat if you need one. Speaking of car seats, you can also get a free bag, so to speak, checked in if you're carrying or traveling with your car seat. Build in snack breaks. And if your grandparents taking grandkids, find out from the parents when probably the ideal time to build in those snack breaks. Purchase items when possible if you're not going too remote, anywhere that's going to have CVS, Walmart, that kind of stuff, diapers, things that you can purchase if you're there. That'll save you on uh, having to carry too much. And the last thing, last tip I'll mention here would be to, in between traveling to places, if you can sneak a nap in, it's going to be more beneficial in the long run. So 
I think that about covers it, Tommy. Why don't uh, why don't you wrap it up for us? Yeah, for sure, Matt. I'll wrap up by saying, you know, don't wait. It sometimes can seem a little overwhelming to try to plan a trip to take your children or grandchildren somewhere, and it is different, but it's well worth it. So hopefully, these tips will help you make some decisions around the traveling with family. There are lots of positive benefits, and I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So. Get out there, enjoy the world, enjoy your family, and until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the Essential Podcast. Just have a quick disclosure for you here. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.